Welcome to the Act 4 Podcast, your go-to post-movie podcast. It's a podcast about movies. My name is Peyton, and I'm in Texas. We've got Connor. Where are you at, Connor? Hey, how you doing? I'm in Titusville. And we got Joe in the corner, in the corner of his own room in... Duval, baby. Jacksonville, what's up? There we are. We are practicing social distancing. We are recording long distance, but that's okay. We're going to make it work. This is the Act 4 Podcast. We are going to talk about some movies. It is... Good Friday today, if you are listening to this mm-hmm. when we're dropping it. Easter weekend. So for our season one finale, we wanted to do an Easter special. Talk about two iconic Easter movies that are both very different um, <laughs> and iconic for completely different reasons. We have yeah, you could say that. We have Hop. Which I've is ne- I have never heard Hop be described as iconic in my entire life. I I think it's it's the only movie about the Easter Bunny that I can think of, so I think it's iconic for that in its own respect. Okay, okay. In its own right, it is iconic for being for being a movie about the Easter Bunny, which as we're going to talk about, I think was a poor idea for a movie in general, but that's fine. And then you've got the Passion of the Christ, which is incredibly iconic for totally different reasons. A great movie. Uh, renowned director and actor Mel Gibson. Uh, he controversial he this movie. Um, what do you mean controversial? He's a great director. No, I'm saying I'm not saying his status as an actor and director is controversial. I'm saying the movie was controversial. Oh yes, the movie itself yes. was very controversial. It was the highest grossing rated R movie of all time um, for a while. Yeah, for a long time. It's changed now. Uh, it is the a first rated R movie. It's the first rated R movie we've done on the podcast. Don't know if we'll do any more. Um, Probably not. But the first rated R movie we've done on the podcast. Um, it's also uh, not in English at all. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a single word yeah. in English spoken in this movie. Um, I I kind of didn't know about crazy. that. You didn't. So what do you think I, when they started speaking spitting Hebrew? I'm I mean <laughs> I I realized it really quickly, but. I was just like, oh, is this first scene in subtitles? And then I was like 20 minutes in, I was like, all right, this is going to be the whole thing. It's fine. <laughs> yep, and then the I realized whole thing. And then I realized I was like, oh, I can't be on my phone cuz I have to like read this movie. All right. Yeah, it forces yeah. you to pay attention, which is really That's, good. It's not a bad thing. Um, in our yeah, in I mean, our modern age of I guess, yeah. just wanting to Snapchat people the entire time. When I should be yeah, just so focusing. Maybe maybe mo- more movies should have subtitles. We need more parasites. So the thing uh, that I did was I did this Amazon video, of course. Mm-hmm. And if you click on it, you know there's the two there's two links and there's Passion of the the Passion of the Christ and the Passion of the Christ, and both 2004, both Mel Gibson. And I was like, why is it on here twice? So I I thought I just clicked the wrong one, and I went to the other one. And it was like, this one's not available on Prime. And it was like, looks like I'm watching them on the side subtitles. <laughs> yeah, it, it always has subtitles. So I don't know what the other version was. Was it just like director's either. cut or something maybe? Uh, I, I don't no know. It's crazy. I, I, think thought, it... I thought you were about to start talking about the Lego version again. I was like, we already talked was... about oh, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> we already talked about that. We don't need to talk about that anymore. I think it might be. I know there's two different versions of the movie where one of them is like five minutes shorter. And that's when they re-released it. And they cut down more of, like, the violent scenes because they wanted to be more accessible and, like, to be there for, like, a bigger audience of people that wanted to mm-hmm. bring family and stuff to go watch it in theaters but didn't want to, like, sit through how long the violent scenes were. 
so like it didn't really cut down on like the gruesomeness of anything but it was just like those scenes just feel like they go forever which is kind of the intent of them is to feel like excruciating oh yeah Yeah, the the movie drags them out that's i I feel like this is the first movie because we've talked about some movies that that dragged out things for a really long time and it was either bad or it was good but they were doing it for comedic effect and it either worked or it didn't work you know usually when they drag something out like with monty python they would drag out scenes for a really long time and that was for comedic effect this movie is the first one we've done that i feel like they're dragging scenes out not for comedic effect, but for dramatic effect and like to add emotional intensity to the scene. And it does that very well. Um, from a visual standpoint, this movie is amazing. Like the, just the makeup and the, the practical effects specifically, like, cause I guess if you've, if you've never seen the passion of the Christ and you don't know what it's about, it's about Jesus's like death. Um, and like his being sentenced to crucifixion and him the, the crucifixion and like the torturing and, and and all that and it's just super crazy uh, like really gruesome and gory and really sobering and like you know it, it's an intense movie but the effects like it looks so real and it's so crazy and it was like all practical which is really really cool too because this is a 2004 movie um, but mm-hmm. like all the effects are practical um, which like is really awesome that they did yeah, the movie the movie itself looks really good. Like the scenes that get dragged out, like I'm sitting here, like it, it looks like it, what's actually happening is actually happening to to, mm-hmm. to this actor. It looks, like you said, excruciating. The actor, um, Tim K- Tim Cavazel, I believe that's how his name. He the he plays Jesus. Jim, not Tim. Tim Jim. Wait, what? It's Jim. Ah, oh, Jim. Sorry, Jim. Uh. Well, Jim, Jim, Tim, whatever his name is, uh, he plays Jesus. Um, Did you guys ever see uh, the Ron Burgundy Anchorman interview with him? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so after this, y'all are going to have to watch it. It's so funny. So Will Ferrell, as Ron Burgundy, the Anchorman, interviews Jim, and he goes, and I'm here today with with Jesus Christ. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's really funny. But so, so he plays Jesus. And he actually went through a lot of pain over the course of this movie, like filming it, like the scene where he's being flogged. They have a pole behind him that they're hitting and they missed the pole a few times and actually like flogged his back and like really hurt him. Uh, He also during like the crucifixion scene, like actually dislocated his shoulder at one point Um, and like a bunch of different stuff like he went through it. Uh, he crazy. also suffered extreme migraines because in the movie he gets like Jesus's eye swells closed. So he has a prosthetic closed eye. And because the actor is only using one eye for so many days of filming, he actually like started getting chronic migraines because he had no depth perception. And it was like he went through it. This man also got struck by lightning on set of the movie. No <laughs> you joke. You told me this and I was like, bro, What? <laughs> Yes, he, during the Sermon on the Mount scene, he's standing on the top of this mountain. When they were filming it, this man got zapped by lightning. And then a production assistant came up to see how he was doing. That production assistant came up to him and got zapped by lightning as well. They both got struck by lightning. 
And apparently earlier in the filming, that the, that production assistant, that same dude, his umbrella while they were out filming got struck by lightning as well. Like three instances, people got struck by lightning. Like what are the That's odds? Crazy. This that movie, so many crazy things happen behind the scenes. Like there's so many YouTube videos out there like about some of the crazy stuff and how like it almost seemed like it was cursed and just some crazy stuff when they were filming this movie. Um, but bro, this actor, like... He he went through it. He looks like he went through a lot more than he did because you know, crucifixion. But yeah. <laughs> like he 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 actually like put in a lot of work into the role, and I think he does a really good job. Yeah, he he definitely does. Um, I, th- there's not him. a there's not a lot that we can say about this movie. I feel like we kind of just had to watch it and talk about it because we said we would in the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're just staying it, true to our joke at the yeah, beginning of this entire we're, thing. We're sticking so. strong, man. I want to say I'm glad we did. This is the first time I've actually seen it. Really? Yeah. This was the first it. time I've seen it in a long, long time. I would watch it when I was younger, and my parents would like mm-hmm. fast forward through the more intense parts of it and stuff like that. But still, yeah, that was what my parents would do. This is the first time I ever to, saw. Like, be able to see it. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I ever actually saw. The part where the crow pecks out the thieves' eye on the cross. I had never seen that part because oh, whenever yeah. I had watched it with my family, they would fast forward through that part every time. And so, or my mom would. And so, like, this was the first time I actually saw that part, like, on my own. Like, you know? And I just kind of was like, it, it was a different experience watching it now. Because I hadn't seen yeah. it in several, several, several years. Yeah, it was definitely different experiences. It, it's, it's a hard watch. It's hard to sit through at points, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a. Uh, it's it really is just tough to sit there and, and watch it happening, especially you're talking about the scenes drawing out. Like they're so long, mm-hmm. and it, it it's just it sometimes uncomfortable. Yeah, a for quarter sure. a quarter of this movie is him carrying the cross, like yeah. a, a significant chunk of the runtime is carrying the cross through this town to the outside of the town, like. The time span of this movie is a night and a day. It's set it's over about twelve a, hours. Maybe like yeah, it's not. That's like that was. That's long. how it was advertised. It was the final mm-hmm. twelve hours of Jesus's life was like the tagline of the movie. Yeah, it's that was. What it's they were such going a for. short amount of time. They have some flashbacks and a few other things that they show in there, but really, for the most part, it's just this twelve-hour time span, and they really drag it out because like, with movies that take pace over a long span of time, like Hop is two weeks, and so they're able to go through a lot of different like scenes and content and everything. Whereas with this movie, like they're really honing in on the big moments during Mm -hmm. those 12 hours, um, which is really cool. But so hop takes place over two weeks. Um, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, hop, hop was, hop was hard to sit through for a bunch of other reasons. That's for sure. Yeah. Hop. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Hop is the worst movie that I have watched for this podcast. I I think Hop was worse than Shark Tale and Chicken Little and some of those other ones that we watched that I didn't particularly enjoy. Uh, Hop imagine, was worse. Imagine putting Chicken Little in that category. Could not be me. Oh, <laughs> my would, goodness. I know it's not you because you like Chicken Little. I didn't love Chicken Little. But that's I would have okay. to agree with that. It's, I think it's the worst this one. This being the worst one. I've never had to stop watching a movie because I hated it so much for this podcast. 
That's really and, funny. And I got about an hour into it, and I was like, I gotta take a break. Like, this is too much. Uh, I was just zoning out and not, and not really paying attention to it. Yeah. So, um, but Hop, like, so this is from Illumination Studios, uh, Despicable Me, which I, I would say. Despicable Me is probably the only good thing that has ever come from this studio. The very first the one. The first one, yeah. That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's the only good thing to come from them. Because then they started pivoting, and they did Minions, and then they did, like, Sing, didn't they do? Yeah, and then, like, the Grinch reboot, and Lorax, and talk about that. and some of the, like, just... Lorax wasn't that not bad. Not great. Okay, Lorax wasn't bad, but it's no Despicable Me. So, um, like... yeah. That's fine. So, so, so the studio already doesn't have a good track record. This is kind of like the outcast or the black sheep or whatever of the studio because it is an animation live action hybrid movie, um, which Illumination Studios does not do well, um, as we can see in this movie. They, some of the CGI is okay, but a lot of the stuff where they combine the real world with the animated world is not good. Um, and, and they, they can't incorporate that well. So I think they figured out after Hop, they're like, eh, we're just, we're just going to stick to animation. And the story of this movie is so <laughs> whack. It's so, so bizarre because like this movie wants Easter to be like Christmas for some reason. It, it is wanting to turn the holiday of Easter into like into like this Christmas movie. It's wanting to turn the Easter Bunny so bad into Santa Claus. That's what this oh, movie yeah. wants you to believe. It it is trying to to tell you it's like, hey, the Easter Bunny is basically Santa. And, and the, it's just it's, it's so not, stupid. Like it, he literally has an egg sleigh with birds, but yeah. he has no need for this egg sleigh because they have portals that go all over the world already. They have yeah. these rabbit right. holes that literally go to anywhere you want to go. So they already have the means to get everywhere. Why do you need an egg sleigh that's pulled by little chicks? That's just them trying to be like Santa. They have the giant workshop on Easter Island, which is like, this movie has some puns. And they're all Easter oh, related. Yes, I didn't know there could be so many Easter puns, but there are. And it's stupid. Like, yeah. the main character, the main two characters, you got Fred O'Hare, which is... Really on the nose bunny joke. I have two things really, very, EB. very quickly. Okay, go ahead. Two things very quickly. Number one, I don't like in Christmas movies uh, where Santa is like a thing. The parents that like and their parents that don't believe in Santa, but Santa still comes and delivers all the presents. Where do the parent like where do the presents the parents think the presents come from? Yeah, that's, that's something that's I've always, always so had a problem stupid. With. And this <laughs> so movie dumb. did that Easter. Like no one believes in the Easter Bunny. Who thinks who? Like these parents didn't put out the eggs, the Easter Bunny did. Where th- do the where do the parents think they? Come I think from? Fred's dad might be the most whack character of this entire movie. Oh, Fred's dad is something. I I don't know about that. It's so Carlos, no. bro. Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> Carlos is the worst. Carl, it's so it's so weird. And Let me tell you. The second thing I want to say. Go the for second it. thing I want to say. O'Hare. A year later, Illumination used the same name for the dude in Lorax, <laughs> Mister O'Hare. He's the he's the heir. This, this is a sequel. This is a sequel, baby. Oh. Lorax is a sequel to the Hop. It's Run. the same family, baby. I'm, I'm, 
I think I'm. <laughs> I think the Lorax is probably my second favorite Illumination film, just because the Lorax has some fire memes. Oh my goodness, oh, the Lorax on, no. has so many good memeable moments. That is true. <laughs> you greedy dirtbag. <laughs> and it's and it's got Andy Bernard in it, so you know that's and it has gotta, Danny DeVito. That's got to get it. a few points. Yes, but. We've already we've already talked about Danny DeVito. The casting in the Lorax is good. You know the movie that doesn't have good casting? Hop. What? Hop. Are you talking bad about my man Russell Brand? Yes, yes <laughs> I am. If there is one movie that Russell Brand actor. has no business being in, it's this one. It makes no sense. Really this is the man who jokes in his stand-up comedy about when he was addicted to cocaine and heroin. <laughs> and and now he's 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 doing a kids movie. <laughs> He's the Easter Bunny. The funniest part, the so funniest, funny. one of my favorite parts of this movie is when EB is at the Hoff Nose Talent and Russell Brand is like the production assistant that comes in yes. and then gives him yes. like the weird look. And it's it's, it's, so, it's the best part. It's the only funny part. For I, me. It's I one of the only that. couple times that I laughed. I thought I was gonna uh, say I thought that was stupid. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like it is stupid, but it's kind of funny because it's it's trying to pull a joke, but it's just funny to me. I don't know. It's funny. I, I think. Have, all right, go ahead. I have a lot of problems with a lot of the people, like the actual human beings in this movie. <laughs> They're just stupid, or they accept that a rabbit can talk, and I'm not about that. Yeah, like, the, so Fred the whole time is saying is is telling EB to like chill out. He's like, bro, you're gonna freak people out when you talk, and none of them are freaked out, which makes me think that one. this is all in Fred's head. I think every bit be. of this movie is taking place in his head. He's he is actually crazy. My notes, 100%. three times I I write questions in my notes as I watch this. I go, okay, I kind of think Fred's crazy. And then later I'm like, okay, now I think Fred is actually crazy. And then I get down there I'm like, okay, Fred is for sure crazy. Like as I went through it, like at the beginning I was kind of joking. I was like, oh, he's he's being kind of weird and kooky. And as we went on, I'm like, okay, he's actually acting crazy. And then at the very end, he's for sure m- mentally not all there. Uh, yeah, so I just gone. Yeah, I don't think he has like a mental disorder. I don't think he's dreaming. It's drugs. It's a hundred percent drugs. <laughs> it's, it is a Russell Brand uh, movie, so you Brand never know. Yeah, he is. <laughs> James Marsden is on something heavy in this movie. I'm telling you. But I'm also. I think he's the perfect actor for this movie. I think if you're talking about bad casting, that 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 that's a pretty good casting, right? I mean, this is like his kind of movie. <laughs> This is like I mean, Sonic. This is he a did movie do it. He did do another he did movie that's pretty much the exact same thing, which is Sonic. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did it again. Like this is his kind of movie. But yeah. okay, can so I think we should quickly, like very quickly, run through the plot for people that haven't seen it. And if you're still around because you haven't seen it, like you're not missing anything. Um, basically, just listen to this. Don't watch it. Yeah. It's so fine. so basically, yeah. you're the main character or who. I think there's two main characters. I think they want you to believe that E.B. is the main character, but really I think Fred also kind of is. It's whatever. E.B., short for Easter Bunny, he is the son son of the Easter Bunny, and so he's about to inherit the title of Easter Bunny. But Boss Man just wants to play drums. He doesn't want to be Easter Bunny. 
he just wants to be a drummer. That's like his dream mm-hmm. is to be a drummer. So he runs so Pey- away from Pey- Easter Shelton Island. Type beat. Yeah, he, <laughs> hey, that's the one part of this movie I like. Cause I'm, EB is a great drummer. So, I mean, that he, dream he is kinda a valid gets, dream. He, he is such a good drummer. It. He's such a good drummer. Even though I don't know how he reaches the kick pedal, but we're going to not We're not going to talk about, on that. about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. He, he runs away from home, uh, runs away from Easter Island, goes to Hollywood where all dreams come true, and he gets hit by a car, and in that car is Fred O'Hare. Uh, he plays dead. Fred O'Hare decides he's going to put him out of his misery, grabs a large rock, is about to throw it on this bunny and kill him, and then the bunny starts talking, freaks Fred out, and then you got the whole adventure of, like, E.B. wants to stay with Fred, but Fred doesn't want to stay there. Like, this has been played out so many times in movies. It's, like, super cliche. You really know where this movie's going the whole time. There's nothing that catches you off guard. Um, until the end, there's a, there's a little bit of a twist, but it's not a twist as much as it is, like, you didn't see it coming because why would you see that coming? I'm talking right. about Carlos turning yes, into sir. a rabbit. But, okay, we'll get there anyways. So, <laughs> then you've got this whole plot line of E.B. wanting to become a drummer. That's that's plot line A. Plot line B is Fred is a disappointment to his family. And he is trying to find a job. Because he that his family hates him because he's not doing anything with his life. That's plot point B. Plot point C is E.B.'s dad has sent the Royal Guard of the Easter Bunny, the Pink Berets, to go what find E.B. What a great name. Plot point D, you've got Carlos staging a coup over Easter Island because he wants to take over Easter. Uh, so you've got four main plot points in this movie, all happening at the same time. It's a jumbled mess, and it all ends in this grand conclusion where the Pink Berets kidnap Fred because they think he killed E.B. But E.B. is at a talent show with David Hasselhoff, because why not at this point? <laughs> and then... The Hoff. And then Fred, who's captured by the Pink Berets, is on Easter Island. He thinks that the bunnies want to make him the Easter Bunny. By the way, oh, another plot line. Forgot about this. Fred decides he's going to train to become an Easter Bunny. Because at this point, we're throwing everything into this movie. And then... You know the most whack thing about that plot line? Is that it happens. It happens. (laughs) It does happen, Joe. And it's awful. I want to say, you said that's the most whack thing about... Every single plot line concludes with what that... Like, it happens. Yeah. He becomes a drummer. He becomes not a disappointment to his family. He becomes the the Easter Easter Bunny. Carlos does Carlos take over. Does take over. And then he uh, loses it. For a little bit. Yep. They find they find him with the pink berets. And what was the what was the other one? I think that was it. I think that's it. Every There's single one of the plot lines. So is many plot lines. It just and sets yes, up a bunch do, of things and then they just happen and then the movie's over. That's it. That's how they and, chose to wrote this yes. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not very intuitive writing, which we haven't really covered a lot of movies that have great writing. So this is kind of our thing. I'm hoping to one day. <laughs> I mean, hey, we, yeah. we kind of talked about Passion of the Christ. Had really yeah, good writing. About the Passion of the Christ. But it also had some of the best source material in history. Um, That's true. But Facts. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but the the 
okay, whatever. That's kind of in in broad terms. That's this movie. So, I th- maybe maybe we just kind of talk about parts of the movie. We don't necessarily have to go in order, but let's just kind of talk about the movie because there's so much here. We could probably talk about this movie for a really long time, but I don't want to because I already spent an hour and a half of my life watching it. So yeah, true. Uh, I want to talk about one thing where um, the very beginning of the movie they show all of the great Easter bunnies, and it, it's made out to seem like this is an elected position. And not like yeah, a, it doesn't seem like hereditary tradition. Yeah, but we immediately get that reversed as soon as the first scene. Which let me be honest here, Evie do be vibing at the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. where he's just sitting there patting it on on the one of the on the one of the heads. Mm-hmm. He really do be vibing. Like the beat's good, everything's there. Like yeah, it's, playing, it's good playing to go. the bongos. Yeah, yeah. And then everything just goes whack. You know, they go down. They're talking about the candy. You meet Carlos and you meet Phil, the only two chicks that can talk, who are voiced by the same actor. All right, but two. let me tell you though. Wait, they are. They yes. are voiced I didn't by the same know actor. That. <laughs> I didn't know really that. Funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Carlos. gonna. I'm just gonna say, I kind of yeah. like Phil's vibe. You, Phil's vibe. I like him? his vibe. He that. passes the vibe check for me. Like <laughs> I don't. He's just. He's just vibing. I like it. <laughs> I mean, no, is so, a, is an entire plot point decided on the fact that he just involuntary da- involuntarily dances whenever music comes on? Yes. <laughs> Am I kind of okay with it? Yeah, yes. it's yes. fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's fine with me. <laughs> Bro, one of the 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 crazy one crazy part at the very beginning of this movie, EB just shows up at the Playboy Mansion. I love like, that. That's honestly one of the movie, funniest parts. In a kids movie, he shows up at the Playboy Mansion and he's like. He, and he's like, yeah, the map here says this has been home to sexy bunnies for a long time or something like that. It's great, though, because when he shows up in Hollywood, like, he has, like, this map, and it's, like, the yeah. tourist guide. And he's yes. like, I know exactly where to go. And he seems like he's he seems like he's a genius. And, <laughs> like, the person, I mean, like, he's, the person on the video is he wrong, is just though? like, bro, what? Is he wrong, though? He is kind of a genius. Yeah, I mean... So, yeah, he goes to the Playboy Mansion, and they they just start the movie out with that. Like, pretty much right off the bat, they're like, this movie has no boundaries here. Well, and then, I mean, we're just going to gloss. We're not going to gloss over the fact that the globe that they showed was <laughs> the shape of an egg. Yep, the Universal logo yeah. was egg-shaped. No, 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 not the Universal logo. Oh, I'm and, the, in the, and movie. the globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The globe yes. in his yeah, room. Yeah, so the, the, world, well. the world has been turned into an egg twice in about the first 10 minutes of this movie. Yes. And that's when I realized, oh, boy, this is going to be a long movie. <laughs> like, this is – it's going to be rough, folks. It was It was a very, very rough movie. Um. I feel like we've already talked about Fred's name enough, but I just want to put on the record: Fred's a stupid name. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't even Fred care what his. Dumb. I don't even care what about his last name is. I just don't like Fred. Like Frederick, you could be like, "Oh, that's exotic. That's kind of like old timey, maybe a little cool." Frederick, okay, but like just Fred, is like uh, kind of like a Scooby Doo type beat, and I don't know. Fred. I just don't think it holds up. Like, I remember, I, te- I I texted it to y'all last night. I put in my notes. It's just how I wrote it when I was in the middle of watching the movie. I was like, and his name is Fred. Total bro moment. <laughs> That's just how I fe- felt in the moment. I was just like, this movie, just it can't, it doesn't give me a break. 
The names are so uncreative in this movie. You've got Fred, E.B. for Easter Bunny, Sam, Carlos, Phil. Like, they're just basic names the whole time. Like, I mean, the only ones that have creativity are the two dogs' names, Baby and Daisy. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And even That's then, they're, they're not even they're characters. Generic. They're just there. <laughs> they're generic dog names. <laughs> But this this movie takes some jabs at other pop culture, like right off the bat, like it well not like jabs at pop culture, but like it 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 it's not afraid to allude to other pop culture. Like right off the bat, he's talking about he's like he says that lady wrote Harry Potter in a ditch. I can I can be a successful drummer, and then like a little later they like take a jab at at, at turkey bacon or turkey jerky, and like they're they're not afraid to like do like other pop culture stuff david hasselhoff is in this movie for like a significant yes. chunk of the movie like uh, it's not even just a cameo like he has his own little plot line he does with with eb and like has this whole like he is the reason that eb even goes to save fred like he is the, the only source of character development in this movie is because of david hasselhoff <laughs> For yeah, no they, reason. I th- yeah, <laughs> one of the most, the most, the deepest conversation of this entire movie comes between Russell Brand as a talking rabbit and David Hasselhoff as himself. Yes. <laughs> Who's accepting that it's a talking rabbit? But just, just based on the fact that his best friend is a talking car, which was another pop culture reference. Which yeah, that one was kind of yeah. funny. I like that. That was that was, that was, that was a, a good little. But like, it was, it was a good little one. Um, one thing I want to talk about is the music in this movie. Yes, I have that um, as a note Holy as well. crap, it is terrible. Wait, no, okay. I was going to say one of the only good parts of this movie is the ventriloquism scene. That was... Okay. That no. song. Yeah, they, I'll give no. you that. They do that I'll song? give you that. No. What? I'll give you that. That's I don't... The, no, I, I enjoy it. Everything the, else sucks. The song, I Want Candy, can be just shot into the sun and i'd be perfectly okay I if i never hear that song again i'd be so okay that's true um, but the point i was really gonna go into is that i don't know who it was somebody in the hip-hop genre was hired to write an original song for the pink berets and it plays in the movie oh, and in the and that. in the credits Holy crap, it's terrible. Oh, <laughs> because I was like, Pink why does this song. exist? I don't know who was written by or who performed it. I okay, I feel bad Let's for see. them. Pink Beret theme song. Ooh. <laughs> oh, so... Okay, let's see. The Pink Berets. Cute, fluffy, ruthless. It's Ooh. going to be sweet. Wait. Oh, no, this is saying that... Wait, I'm so confused. Okay, no, never mind. We're the lyrics. No, wait. No. While he's <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, there are lyrics. Like all the lyrics are online. There's so many. So yeah, the that's names. What I'm saying. Of, it's the like, names. It's like a fully they fleshed out song. The the Pink Berets have names. Their names are Fluffy, Bit, and Patch. I bet Patch is that one that sneezes all the time. <laughs> one of their names is <laughs> Bit. <laughs> bit. Bit. B I T. <laughs> okay, so. The songwriters are Theodore Ali D, Jaeger Jordan Lee, 
Davis, Julian, Michael, Leonard's Christopher J, Spitzer, Brian Douglas. So we have one, two, three, four, five, five people? people that wrote this song. Yes. <laughs> I'm st- I'm still tripping over the fact that one of her names is Bit. Oh my god. The the, the so main <laughs> the main artist is Christopher Leonard's. He's just a composer. So he also did uh, Sausage Party, um, Ride Along, Lost in Space, Smurfs the Lost Village. Um, These are just complete, just... All over the place, this man. Christopher Linnertz. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, I want to say, every rose has its thorn is in this movie by Poison. Yep. I was is. not expecting that. I don't know why it's in the movie. Like, you can choose any other song for that situation. Any other, like, <laughs> sad beat type of song. Yeah, he's sad, and it's, and it's every rose has its thorn. Yep. Yes. And I'm just... It's not It's not the move for it. No. It's a great it's song. Weird. It's Every Rose Has Its Thorn is a great song. You know, I can listen to it. I can jam to it any day of the week. Can, not in hop. Yeah. Can we, can we talk about things in this movie that are there for no reason or don't make sense? Like... The fact that E.B. poops candy is stupid. What is the point of that? That For, that makes joke. no sense. Yeah, it's it's a throwaway <laughs> joke, 100%. That's so stupid. Why does Carlos, when he takes over, because he just wants to be the Easter Bunny, which is like, okay, sure. But then he want, whenever he becomes the Easter Bunny, he decides to give all the kids bird feed and worms. And grasshoppers. Why? <laughs> I like, feel it's like a Nightmare Before Christmas type beat to where, like, when Jack Skellington takes over, he, like, gives scary toys and stuff like that, that type of thing, to where, like, they, like, change it. But then again, it, it's just showing that this movie is trying to make, like, a Christmas movie in out of yes. Easter for no reason. Yes. It's trying to make Easter into a Christmas movie. You've got the the, bl- the blind boys in this movie. Yeah. Uh, that, but apparently that they're not so blind. off guard. Apparently they're not blind in this movie though, uh, like whether or not they're blind or not is like left up to your own interpretation. But they made is... it. They made it seem when like is he's like leaving the studio, yeah, and he calls him like a little rabbit or something like that, and it makes it seem like that's just like a saying that he says. But I don't know. The whole idea of them are where like the writers are like, all right, so we're gonna need this scene where we need to establish once again that eb is an amazing drummer how about Mm -hmm. we have him play with a group of jazz musicians while fred's on his interview and then someone was like hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up let's make them blind just for fun hey and it's out it's kind of out of pocket just a little bit something they they had to do something to reveal that he was not a rabbit like imagine a rabbit going in there well, I was going to say, is that, is that the actual, like, in the movie, is that the actual Blind Boys of Alabama? Like, is that the actual group in the movie? Uh, or is it so supposed the, to be, like, they're, like, the Blind Boys and they're just, like, actors, you know? Is it I the think, actual group? So, going through the credits, it said the Blind according Boys. To, according to Wikipedia, it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought it was the actual Blind Boys. And so, the Blind Boys are actually blind in real life. Like, that's kind of their right. thing. Um, and then <laughs> this movie, they, I'm they... going to be completely honest. I didn't know that the blind boys of Alabama were an actual group. I didn't know yes, they were they like are. established yes. musicians. 
I yes. thought they were just making up a no, group of blind no, jazz musicians. No, 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 no. See now, I see now. It's not as out of pocket as I thought it was. No, when no. I was first what's, watching what's it, I was just like, I, I was just like, whoa. Calm what's, down, what, movie. No, no. What's out of pocket <laughs> is that they're like, is there like, uh, see you later, little rabbit. And he's like, oh, how'd you know? And it's it, it's making them out to be like, oh, they're not actually blind. Just for no reason. Like, you don't have to throw that line in there. Like, So, it's that's what I thought, too. And I took, a, I took a step back. When one sense gets taken away, all your other senses get heightened. Bro, rabbits smell really stop, bad. Stop trying to make this movie seem smarter than it is. Because <laughs> it's not <laughs> hey, that smart. I know it's not that smart. But I have to do this in order to get through this movie. Like, it's such a bad movie. I have okay. to be like, oh, it was trying to be smart here. EB is the, is is probably the worst, one of the worst. I, I would say he's the worst protagonist in a movie we've done. Oh, 100%. I didn't like Lightning McQueen as a protagonist. Didn't really like Oscar as a protagonist. EB is a garbage protagonist. He's such a jerk. Like to Fred, he doesn't care about anything at all. Like he comes into that house, goes to the one area of the house that he was told, you know, you don't need to go there proceeds to trash it all and then somehow cleans it all up that's what makes me also think it's in fred's head because like yeah i don't know whatever that's all craziness during the scene when he goes upstairs he's also playing rock band and he's playing the drums which is fine Mm -hmm. but you can clearly see i'm gonna go back to it again when he's playing normal drums i overlook it but when he's playing rock band he doesn't have a kick pedal yes and yet, it's still on the screen looking like he has, like, a perfect score through this level. But there's no way that he's hitting the notes with the kick pedal. So, by default, he would suck at GarageBand or at Rock Band. <laughs> yeah. Because he would, he would miss every single one of those. He would suck. He'd is, be terrible. Well, maybe there's, like, is there a mode? Because I think there's a way to play it without the kick pedal. Yeah. And so, no, but on the screen, you can see, like, the solid white lines that are the kick pedal like notes. Oh, I didn't see I didn't see those. I wasn't I looking. I wasn't paying that much attention to this movie. I was paying attention honest. because at this point I was out for blood with this movie. We're about 30 <laughs> minutes in at this at this scene and I was just like, "No, you're not going to throw this in here and think you can get away with it." Can can we talk about somebody real quick? The character Sam. Bro, she is <laughs> dumb. Like Penny. She just Penny from The Big Bang Theory. It's Kaylee not Quirkle. that far off from Penny. It's not that far off. <laughs> How do you pronounce she's her like last supposed name? to be like Coco, Kuoko, Kokio, nah, whatever. Kaylee, Kaylee Kuko. Yes. We're going to call her Penny. All right. So like the Sam. only I mean the only difference <laughs> between her role here and her role in The Big Bang Theory is that in this movie she has a job and in Big Bang Theory, she's, like, woman. always trying to find an acting career. And then mm-hmm. I, she's on and off at the Cheesecake Factory. That's the thing. <laughs> but it, in this in this movie, she's again, at least kind of relationship. Yeah. <laughs> in this movie, she's, like, kind of successful. But we're also mm-hmm. comparing her success to Fred. <laughs> Who is has absolutely <laughs> negative three success. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> she is friends with somebody... That's high up in that video game thing. Yeah. 
like a, like a so legit like, video game company too. Yeah. Like like I thought because I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, so I didn't know where it was going. I thought the video game company was gonna be like Best Buy or GameStop or something, you know? Because I was like, oh, that'd be a funny little joke. Like it's a it's a company that has video games there, but it's not a video game company. No, it's like a yeah. legit video game company that's making like it's a lots video of video game, games. Like developer. Like, yeah. Like motion capture and like everything. And so that she was, has connections, so she's got a good job. The yeah. motion capture little bit was so stupid because the guy's obviously playing golf, and he's like, oh, hockey. And it's just like, we <laughs> movie, we understand that Fred is an idiot. So you don't have to stupid. shove it in our so face stupid. for the entire <laughs> runtime. It's so dumb. He's like, he's just golfing. Like, he's just putting the ball. And he goes, ah, hockey. <laughs> for no reason. I just like, I wanted so bad this movie not to be rated like PG, so the lady that's on the tour just starts like cussing him out about how much of an idiot he is, because that like, would have been stupid. hilarious. He's a dummy. That would have been that would have been good. Like these really bad movies that try to be really funny and try to be really cute, I want them to be like super raunchy movies at some points, so that way that people like that are in these movies that aren't main <laughs> characters can just tell people how dumb they are straight to their face. Yeah, I want them to. Sp- I want them to speak the on my behalf to to these people. Carlos is a crazy character. I feel like we should talk about Carlos. We've talked about him a All little right. bit. Yeah. Carlos is the main. He's he's like the the manager of the factory. Like he's like if if Santa had a head elf, Carlos would be the head elf of the the chicks that work for the Easter Bunny. Which, first of all, I mean, they're all chicks, but there's no chickens. So, it, just because it's Easter, like that, it logically doesn't make sense for them all to be chicks. But it's it's whatever. It's because it's Easter, you know. Yes. And he so desperately wants to be the Easter Bunny. Um. And when Eve e goes missing, he's like, "Oh, it's so sad. You're gonna need a new replacement. Make it me." And and the main Easter Bunny is really mean, anyways. But it's whatever. So Carlos, I think him wanting to be Easter Bunny is kind of stupid, but sure, it's valid. And his anger at the main Easter Bunny is valid anger. Because it's like, he's been talked down to and he's not treated right. So I think that side of the motivation for Carlos is valid. And then Carlos is also in a spot where he's like, I've been working this entire time and you're still trying to like force this upon your son that obviously doesn't want Mm -hmm. it. So why don't you just give it to somebody that does? Yeah. But he's not a bunny, so like, no. Yeah. And so (laughs) then... which. Real ahead. quick, yeah. the reason that he doesn't want, like, the reason they don't let him be the Easter Bunny is because he's not a bunny, but they turn around and they give it to a human in the next four seconds. Yeah, that was I'm telling you, Easter Bunny kind of stupid whack. part. That that's dumb because the whole point of this movie, Hop has racial undertones. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Okay, but okay. Also, Carlos does have. He has the the Hispanic accent. Yeah, um, yeah, he does. The the very very stereotypical accent too, I would say. Um, yeah. And he's like making, I don't know, it's whatever. He's okay. I just looked up the dude that played Carlos. He's ugly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Hank, one of uh, Hank Azaria. One of the best. One of the best lines in the movie comes from Phil to Carlos. So, 
the scene where the the segment of the movie where Fred is training to become the Easter Bunny at the same time Carlos is training to become the Easter Bunny. Um, and there's at one point oh. that Carlos is pulling, oh no, like so, pulling the sleigh around, and and Phil is in the the sleigh or whatever he's pulling, and he's like motivating him, and he goes, "Oh, that's a wonderful butt, Carlos." And Carlos just goes, "See, sí, see, sí, I know." It's <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. It made me laugh, but it's so dumb. <laughs> I have tried to push that out of my mind all day, and you just brought it up, and I don't know, I don't know if I can handle it. That's a it. wonderful butt, Carlos. Like, there's no point in them putting that joke in this movie. It's they have this no. This is a right. nice change of pace for us. Normally, if there's a joke that has to do with butts, Connor's the one that brings it up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hey, pause. Hey, Connor's hey, the one that likes big butts. That's him, man. Hey, pause. I'm, big telling, butts, I'm saying. Uh. But Carlos. At the end of the movie, when he steals the the Easter Bunny staff, Becomes we get absolute we get the it. most whack part of this whole movie. Which this movie has a lot of whack parts, that but the true. most whack part is when Carlos, a ginormous chick, turns into a ginormous chick rabbit. Bro, he is, it's he unsettling. A unit. It he does. He becomes so big. <laughs> He grows rabbit feet. <laughs> that boy thick. He grows, he grows rabbit ears. He grows buck teeth out of his beak, which yeah. looks so wrong. It's terrifying. So it's terrifying. He gets the, the rabbit nose and whiskers, and he starts, like, bouncing and doing all that. And now he's just this big, terrifying yellow chick rabbit. Oh, and he gets the, the fluffy cotton tail. He also gets the ears. Yeah, yeah, I said the ears. Did you say ears? Yeah, I did. But it's all right. My bad. I apologize. There's two of them, so you can you can state one of them as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so he turns into a rabbit at the end of this movie for this final fight scene. And the fight goes down. Basically, he gets in the sleigh. All the chicks start taking off. And Phil is guiding them out. Like a like one of those people down on the runway with the the glow sticks, with the airplanes, and and EB starts playing the drums and it makes Phil dance and he's moving the glow sticks around and the sleigh for some reason keeps following the glow sticks, uh, religiously and it flies around and then it crashes, and that's how it ends, like yeah. that's the resolution. It feels like this movie is building up. I'm building up and building up and building up and something crazy is going to happen. And then it just ends <laughs> and it never, it never concludes. I want to say Carlos doesn't go to prison. Doesn't go to like a chick jail or a bunny jail, whatever it is on Easter, Easter jail. We'll call it that. He's not exiled. Yeah. You know, he just, he's a worker still, was, but was he's still a, a bunny. Was that a pun? Was that a pun? Exiled? <laughs> no, it wasn't a pun. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Boom. I got one. <laughs> You thought you, you thought you were slick, Peyton. We didn't even talk about the worst pun in the movie, which is the hot pun, which I don't even want to talk about. Talk about uh, it. Yeah, I was about to say, no. I was like, you got to talk about it now because I don't know what you're talking about. I have I no clue what you're no. talking about. Uh, one part of the movie, they're like, all right, let's, let's, they basically go, let's hop to it. I'm just like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> how to get one, how to get one hop. Now that we're actually at like the end of the movie, I want to come back to what I said earlier about 
Fred's dad being the most whack character in this entire movie because he is yeah, so maybe like we talk a- about his dad. He's anti Fred the entire movie. Yes. <laughs> and then at the, and then at the end he's just like I am so proud of you that you have found your new purpose and new calling as the Easter Bunny. And it's just like oh, excuse me? There is hey, nothing you know, about his character the entire movie that would seem like he's just going to be okay with this. No one should okay be okay with this. this. Son being no one, none of his family should be okay with this. None you of You know them. what happened? You know what happened? Fred went fully crazy and was like, do you see the rabbit in the sleigh there? And his dad was like, he's crazy. Like, this is it. At this point, he probably probably drugged the rest of his family, and they're all on the trip with him, so they're just fine with it now, too. (laughs) So we're going to start some hop conspiracy theories uh, right now. They're Uh, they're already started. They're already started. This is all a drug trip by Fred. Uh, At Easter dinner, he, he drugs his family so they can see the rabbits, too. And now his whole family thinks he's the Easter Bunny. This <laughs> is the I mean, craziest the... movie ever. This movie, we're like sitting there, and they're at they're at they're like Easter dinner or whatever. And then his dad's just like, "Hey, man, I like your outfit." And it's just like, "No, you don't. Shut up. No, you don't." <laughs> he does say outfit. He says costume because <laughs> he's we... like, "It's a subtle jab." Can we talk about? If they he's just, giving him a subtle jab, then the five seconds it takes him to walk to the front door, he's like has this unaffected love for his son and is so happy for him. So I don't get why he's giving him these jabs. Then <laughs> it makes no sense. His character's <laughs> whack. So they get crowned the Easter Bunny and they go off to like both of them get co-Easter Bunny status, mm-hmm. and they go off to um to go do Easter. But the next scene we see is them in the egg sleigh wearing their suits. Did they have them in the back? Did they get them <laughs> custom tailored? Like, what's going on? They definitely how, don't how have did a they human already have size. A, how did they already have a human-sized suit? <laughs> they, they didn't. That's, that's the thing. They didn't. I'm telling you, Fred just, like, snapped his finger and it just went on. Bro, it's that, all in his head. That's, that's the magic. All in his you, head. Know, you know how they were talking about how he imbues them with magic powers or something like that? That's, that's it. Boom. That's the magic power. You just automatically get a suit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then the then the movie ends in China. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Oh, did you guys not watch the post credit scene? No, there's a post credit scene. <laughs> yes, there is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this entire movie, it goes to all these different wonderful places. And it ends up with another callback to earlier in the movie mm-hmm. to where EB is just like it's where the Easter Bunny's talking about how Easter's like celebrated all around the world, and then Fred and then EB's like, "Oh, what about China?" Like trying to be like, all yeah, smart. Yeah, we haven't cracked the China market yet. So in the post-credit scene, it's um, it's Fred giving an Easter basket to that one lady in China, and it's not that they don't like Easter; they just don't like rabbits. And it's a happy ending because now there's Easter in China because of Fred. Look at that. Can we talk about how that also on the crack, the China, because they were looking at the the egg globe? Yeah. And in that post-credit scene, Fred speaks fluent Mandarin because sure. (laughs) Why? Wait, so so this movie's bilingual as well. This movie just like Passion of the Christ, also has another language going on in it. It had subtitles, didn't it? It's leveling up. It did have wow. subtitles. So so these movies are more similar than we thought. So these movies, uh, 
are both... I don't know how you could say that, even as a joke, dude. They are both painful <laughs> to watch for completely different reasons. Um, they both have subtitles at certain points. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing that... You're, there's no way you can convince me that as stupid as Fred is, that he knows another language. There's no, no way. No, there's no way. There's no Easter way. Easter powers, bro. Easter powers. If he Come knew Mandarin, no, it's, how it's has shrooms. he not found a it's job shrooms. as a translator? If he knows Mandarin, how has he not found a job as a translator? Like, that's the thing. Because that's not for him, bro. That wasn't for him. That's what I was about to say. That's maybe he does know Mandarin. He just doesn't just, like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just not for him. I mean, it's just not a good fit for him at the time. I mean, he's just been unemployed yeah. his entire life, but it's just not a good. It's just not a good. This fit. movie, this movie's also like making jabs at that millennial mindset. One hundred percent is oh, taking yeah. jabs at that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it just you know wasn't for me. <laughs> and yeah. wanting to stay at home and not work, it's definitely kind of a, yeah, definitely some some jabs in there, at that. Yeah. This this movie is a mess. It, it's it's trying to create a new market for movies. It tried to crack the Easter market, which has been dominated by religious films. That's because Easter and, is and, the religious and holiday. And don't forget, Charlie Brown. Come on I, now. I guess, but I mean, Charlie Brown does all the... the Bro, the Charlie Brown so got every really holiday like, on lock. Not gonna even gonna lie. But like, the religious movies were like, that was Easter. Like, there's religious yeah. movies at Christmas, too, but Christmas also has Christmas movies. And so this was trying to be the Santa Claus with Tim Allen kind of movie, but for Easter. Like, it's trying to be that. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't work. It's not effective. Um, and it's a stupid idea for a movie. I I just, I just think it was dumb. Um, and especially... When you're comparing it to a great movie like Passion of the Christ, which you could watch at Easter, um, I don't know why you'd ever watch Hop. I think Hop Hop is very obviously it, it is a kids movie. Like it's made for kids. Um, if you have kids, I wouldn't show them this because it'll probably make them stupider. Um, <laughs> but I I just don't I, I show, don't see show why you Passion ever of the watch Christ. They'll love that. The kids love Passion of the Christ. They do. Kid, all the kids love Jesus. Come on now. Little children of the world everywhere love Jesus. Yeah. One thing. Where, uh, all right, where are you going? One thing I'd like to say <laughs> um, that we didn't really talk about is <laughs> when Carlos is holding the um, the egg of destiny. Is that what it's called? The egg of destiny? Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> the Easter Bunny goes, you can't wield that. And he goes, look at me, I'm wielding it. I'm wielding it. <laughs> I actually laughed at that part. And I was like, yo, Carlos is actually a really cool character. I like Carlos. And then immediately he turns into a bunny. And I was like, I, I don't like Carlos anymore. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's why I'm saying. Phil is the only consistent character in this movie. His vibe Phil, never, he, he never yes. switches up. He never switches up. He's always consistent. <laughs> He's always vibing. I vibe with him. It's fun. It's good. I Phil, say is, Phil is the false. best character in yeah. that movie, I think. The Hoff. The Hoff is the most consistent character. 
He's just David Hasselhoff. That's it. I was it. about to say, I was like, he's <laughs> not a It's no character. character. He's, he's just, just him. being him. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Phil is the best character in that movie. I, I don't think anyone can say anything otherwise than that. I mean, we were, I mean, before we started um, recording, we were talking about the director of this being Tim Hill. Oh, my also goodness. also did Freaking Tim Alvin Hill, and the Chipmunks mm-hmm. and <gasps> Garfield 2, which was... <laughs> Garfield 2 Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> that that is it is a movie that exists. I will tell you that. It's a movie that exists. But I just wanted I just it clicked for me that Tim Hill was also a writer on the original SpongeBob SquarePants movie, which also features the Hoff. So there's something about okay. this guy and David Hasselhoff. They got a they got a relationship. <laughs> something going on think about that like they're friends hey that's spongebob movie tim hill's got those connections man it's like uh spongebob movie was great should have been nominated for an oscar over shark tale we've talked about that before sure just just put it out there again yeah so was hop nominated for any any awards at all i hope it was absolutely not no okay good passion of the christ was Passion of the Christ for... was nominated for like all kinds of crap, and then it won three. It won, it, it won three won Academy Awards. It won oh, it best makeup, best cinematography, and best original score, which all make absolute sense. Yeah, yeah, that the makes sense. makeup is so good. I yeah, thought it's, so before uh, you it's said amazing. score. Before you said score, I thought you were going to say best original story, and I was like, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it, think it's an it could original be best story. adapted. It could be best adapted screenplay. Yeah, because. That's technically what it is. I feel like it might have gotten that. I'm, I'm looking to see it. if it had any other nominations. I feel like it probably was nominated for that. I mean, when you adapt the most well-known book in the world and you do it well, I mean, that's, no, that's a it pretty would, good feat. It went, it went three of three at the Academy Awards, so it was just nominated for those three and won all of the ones it was nominated for. Really? <laughs> yeah. What won Best Picture in 2004? Was that the year of... Was that Lord of the Rings year? No, Lord of the Rings was 2003, wasn't it? It was the 2005 Academy Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been the year later. That's right. Best picture was Million Dollar Baby, um, Clint Eastwood movie. Ah. I've never seen it. I just just know that there's like some... The the office has a joke about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I know. Way to joke about yeah. what? I wasn't paying attention. Million Dollar Baby. Oh, okay. Like when, when, when Michael's doing the that you know that whole thing? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite the tangent. <laughs> hey, this so, so I think uh I think that kind of wraps up everything we've got to say about yeah. Hop and Passion of the Christ. It's pretty like you know, Passion of Christ and Hop, like, very different movies. One was, like, whatever. One re- really emotional, you know? Yes, and, yes. And I think uh, they're both Easter movies in their own respect. But I think this this episode is also kind of our season one finale, which, like, yeah. for a podcast, seasons aren't really um, that big of a deal because it's not like, you know, TV shows or something. We're only going to be taking a week break. And if you're, like, coming back and, and listening through these, like, in the future, uh, the seasons aren't going to matter to you. 
Um, but for us, it, it allows us to divide them up and be able to like separate content and to be able to better mm-hmm. think about them and plan them. So as the end of season one, uh, I think we should look back and talk about maybe our favorite season one moments for a minute. Uh, just some memories we've had as we've been kicking off this podcast. Um, we've actually grown a pretty decent listener base. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've had we've had nearly uh, 300 listeners so far, which has been pretty cool. Um, you mostly, know th- you know, 300 people because I don't. I don't. I don't know how we have that many people listening. It's been it's been shared. 100 people. That's what it is. Yeah, and then yeah. so we we've had listeners. Uh, we kind of more make it for ourselves, I feel like, than for anybody else. But we're glad like, people like to listen to this. I mean, we're definitely going to be movies. making it for ourselves now because we're going to have literally nothing better to do with our lives. So oh, yes, yeah, and we got that going. You don't either. Is that is that nice to say? Hopefully, you don't have anything going on with your life either. Hopefully, you don't. Hopefully, you turn to us during this time of boredom. Hopefully, maybe, you maybe are not that. going outside. Yes, and be staying hanging home. out in groups of people, <laughs> social distance. No. Okay, but so yeah, what? Let's talk about like. Just some moments. Let's reflect back on back on these last few months of, of the Act War podcast as we've been kicking off. Started with our pilot, did the Cars trilogy, did mm-hmm. the Thor trilogy, and we realized trilogies or, or, or trilogies weren't uh, sustainable. <laughs> so we started doing single movies. So hard. It was so hard. Those those and, were great in the early days when we didn't know if we had enough content from a single movie to fill an hour. And then, and yeah, then quickly learned our lesson when we filled two hours on Shark Tale. <laughs> With Shark Tale. And then it's just like, hours. all right. And then it's just like, I think we're going to be fine doing one to two movies an episode. Maybe do a double episode here or there. Switch it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite episode we recorded was the Pixar tier list. I had the most fun with that one. Kind of just hitting on each of those little movies. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just doing little bits here and there about each one of those felt it was yeah, we, a good conversation we've got, we got plans for, for tier list videos in the future for sure yeah, as well sure. because because we did enjoy that uh it was a good change of pace yeah so we have sure. we have plans for those in the future uh actually the the first first episode of season two is going to be a, a tier list style kind of episode again so tier that'll be cool video, to look forward lines. to yep enjoyed pixar that was good i really enjoyed our pilot episode you know Mm-hmm. We didn't. We didn't really know how we were gonna click in our pilot episode, and the, you know. I wish I didn't say well. like as much, but you know, the past is the hey, past. It is what it is. We've there's I, been a lot of learning. If if you listen to the pilot and then you listen to more recent <laughs> episodes, you'll see a lot of growth. I think, especially between the pilot and our social distancing update, which wasn't really an episode, but they're both similar format in that it was just like, yeah. kind of we were just talking. Just and just kind of I think going. you can see a lot of growth. We went from a time where we didn't have intro music and we decided to sing to introduce ourselves to, to to getting official intro music that sounds decent. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, I'm I'm still gonna say I think our intro to the Cars episode is probably one of our highlights so far. That that is S tier moment. Um, S tier moment. It's pretty when good. It catches people off guard. I, one of my friends. She started listening to the podcast recently, so if she hears this, I guess shout out, you know who you are. And she she messaged me because I told her to listen to it if she like didn't have anything to do. And it caught her super off guard because you go from the pilot, when you're binging through, you go from the pilot where it's just like, oh, they're talking. And it cuts immediately to Connor. Life is a highway. <laughs> and it's so 
abrupt and it catches you off guard and you can't help but i feel like you can't help but kind of crack up a little bit because it was just so random and um i think that's s tier moment i think uh i think i think that was a great s tier moment for me was us realizing we had to do a second part to shark tale that was (laughs) you guys will never understand when we stopped to to record the sponsor segment uh we were sitting there and we were like we're not even halfway through this movie and we're almost out of time what are we gonna do and i suggested i said we could just do another hour and joe (laughs) just looks at me like are you crazy (laughs) i mean it was it was wild because in the first 30 minutes of that of that episode of that two hours is what it turned out being we connor made the joke he said oh listening to this hour-long episode will be better because it's shorter than watching the actual movie mm-hmm. and then by the time we were done our talking about the movie was two hours long was it 30 minutes longer than the movie yeah and i was like oh great now we're liars cool and we yeah. <laughs> and we did the, two hours on this. The movie. worst part of that is is we actually did three hours of Shark Tale. No we one really knows did. this, but we recorded a whole episode of Shark Tale. We recorded I an entire about hour. This. We recorded a one hour episode of it, and then I list we listened to it and we hated it. It was just Absolutely. like we were super tired. It was like super late at night or something. And we were trying to get and we were trying to get through it. That's the thing. We had like, so much to talk about and we couldn't talk about all of it and it was just a really weird episode and we just we didn't like it and so we scrapped it and we set up a time where we were going to be awake we had energy drinks we were like all right this will be good and then we ended up sitting down for another two hours so we spent three hours talking about shark tale (laughs) which is too much time to talk about shark tale it's about that two hour episode was brought to you by red bull rockstar bang i think was involved in the situation bang Mm-hmm. Just all the energy drinks were there. Dr. Pepper. Not n- none of those are sponsors, but if you want to be a sponsor, just hit us up. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I had a Dr. Pepper. I think I went Red Bull that day. I had to step it up. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. That was, that was, an adventure. Uh, the Shark Tale episodes. Uh, personally, uh, one of my favorite moments was, whenever we, whenever we did Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Not any particular part of that episode, but I enjoyed revisiting such a big part of my childhood. I felt like that was a really good moment for me. Just like, because I hadn't seen that movie since I was probably eight years old. And I had watched it probably like 200 times from when I was six to eight or nine. So like, you know, it was it was good being able to revisit the past. There's been a lot of nostalgia coming up from doing these, these episodes, that. which has been good. But that is true. I think it's been uh, a, a good first season. It has been a good first season, you know. Uh, aside from our social update where I'm breathing in the mic. Uh, <laughs> shout out if you listen to that and heard me breathing. Uh, we're I fixed it. It's, it's not too bad. It's not yeah, too bad. Sh- shout out to my fridge being really loud in one of the episodes. Which one was that? Was that Cars or Thor? No, I think it was the it was pilot. I Thor? think was it was the, the pilot? pilot. It was the, the pilot. pilot. Yeah, one it of might them. Have been the, it might have been the pilot and cars. We might have it might have taken two episodes to realize that one. Yeah, no, I think I think we did it in <laughs> cars. Fridge just chilling. It was just humming in the background. It's Come funny on. every single time we record in your room now. Um, 
whenever we get done, Connor's just like, don't forget to plug plug the fridge back in. Yeah, because I did. One time I forgot to plug the fridge back in, and it was like three hours later, and I wasn't at home. And I was like, oh, man, my fridge is still unplugged. So I called Connor, and I said, hey, could you go plug in my fridge? And he wasn't there. <laughs> or no, yeah, you were there. I called Joe, I and Joe wasn't there. And so then I, I called you, and I was like, hey, can Why? you go plug in my fridge? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I always wondered why you called me, cause I was like, I don't live there, Chief. I was like, the odds of me <laughs> well, being you were there just, weren't you that were hang, good. You were hanging out in my room, so that was why I called you first, cause I thought you were down there. But you know, it's all right. The fridge survived. The fridge survived, and uh, I'm looking forward to season two. Um, too. It's gonna uh, be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we can kind of we can kind of talk a little bit about season two for just a second if we want to give people a little look forward. Um, and just say that, like, we've already kind of said it. We're going to be doing Star Wars. Um, it's going to be a lot of Star Wars, obviously, because we're hitting them all. But I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. Um, a lot of good content for us. So, I think, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it'll be a good. Uh... <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness one of one of the, the the many benefits of us doing long distance recording is that we're all recording in our <laughs> own uh own areas nothing like and, being and Connor... back in your nothing like being back in your childhood home you see like those memes like on tiktok and stuff <laughs> like that it's just like you're sitting online you're sitting online in like your Zoom call or whatever doing class and then your mom walks in. <laughs> it, it, like that also applies to podcasting. Uh I'm sorry if uh Shout out Connor's mom. Shout okay. out Connor's mom. Hey, she shout, out, shout out she gets a shout out every episode, but like she deserves it. <laughs> uh, she heard it, she's coming back. Oh no. <laughs> Alright, I think we should wrap this up. All right, uh, so we gotta end it quick. She's coming back. <laughs> Plus, we're out of time. Uh, yeah. Thank you Looking for in. listening. I hope you're practicing social distancing, washing your hands, staying safe out there. Uh, we will be back uh, in two weeks, so we're taking a week off, and we'll be back with season two. Our summer of Star Wars is gonna be a really awesome time. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Thank you guys for listening to season one of the Act Four podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that's a wrap. It's a wrap.